What's going on, everybody? It's me, Taylor Staten, bringing you another episode of the Mental Dive Podcast. Over the last few weeks, I've been interviewing multiple athletes, one of them being a varsity swimmer, another one being a local junior A forward, as well as a video coordinator for the Sudbury Wolves, Jake Burton, who is our guest today. So basically, Jake Burton has gone through a lot of adversity during his playing career, whether it be injuries or being moved between junior teams or not finding himself in the lineup he's had to go through and overcome a lot of different obstacles and I found it really inspiring when I interviewed him that he seemed to perceive each new situation as an opportunity for growth opposed to a threat and I believe that just really spoke testament to his growth mindset and just his overall positive attitude which I truly believe is going to benefit him strongly moving forward as he pursues a career in the hockey business. So without further ado, let's get into the interview with Jake Burton. So as mentioned earlier, our guest today on the podcast is Jake Burton. Jake, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Taylor. How are you? I'm good, Jake. Thank you. So to start off, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, for sure. Well, to start off, um, I'm 20 years old. I'm a first-year student at Laurentian University in the Sports Administration program. And this year, I'm doing video coordinating for the Sudbury Wolves in the Ontario Hockey League. That's fantastic. And so dating back to um, to when you were younger, because you told me before you've played hockey your whole life. When did you start? When you started playing hockey, and what was uh, the experiences like for you growing up? I started playing hockey, actually in house league out of Coppercliff Minor Hockey Association. Oh, nice. I, I helped out with some uh, Coppercliff hockey last year. Yeah, very cool. But yeah, I started when I was around seven and a half, just playing Coppercliff uh, house league. So started in novice and yeah, I kind of went from there. And moving forward, what was your progression like as a player? Did you Were you a house league player for a long time or did you accelerate pretty quickly? Honestly, I started a little later, like I said. So um, I played house league, I believe, till around 11 years old. So, you know, just kind of learn the fundamentals of the game and just working on everything from skating to shooting pucks and just learning all three zones of the games and whatnot. So I played house league till 11, and then I played one year of A hockey slash double A hockey, I guess, um, which was really cool. And then after that, I... Uh, played triple a the, the whole way up and so what year did you eventually end up making triple a like how old were you uh, i i think i was 13 okay so major peewee was my first year at triple a so not uh i guess the typical age to make triple a but um really cool opportunity kind of made the team as the 13th forward and was just ready to learn from everyone on the team and just r- really exciting time mm-hmm and so what was that transition like in a triple A hockey for you? Because obviously, like, well, I shouldn't say obviously, but a lot of kids do start very young. And, you know, I'm sure there's kids on that team that have been playing triple A since they're maybe seven years old or so. Or no, triple A starts later up north. Triple A starts in minor peewee. Yes, yes. Right, okay. Peewee. So a little bit different than down south in the GTHL and other respective leagues. But yeah, definitely, um, yeah, a little later. Mm-hmm. And so you mentioned to me before that, even though you made the team as a 13th forward that year, you end up leading the team in scoring. Yeah, it's kind of funny. We were, I think we were the worst team in Ontario, to be honest. So didn't have a ton of points, but um, was really fortunate to have like a decent year, I'd say. Like we, we struggled, I think, throughout the year against Southern Ontario talent and other teams in the north. But um, yeah, I just came in and tried my best to learn from everyone on the team. Um, tried best, my best to improve. 
um, I guess in all aspects of my game and um, yeah I, I owe a lot of it to the boys that year because that was my first year kind of in high-end rep and I definitely learned a lot from a lot of my teammates and the coaches. That's that's sweet and so um, we're not going to talk about you playing minor hockey for the whole podcast. So let's let's accelerate a little bit here into your minor midget draft year because that that's the big year. You know, that's when a lot of OHL teams start scouting. Yeah, and, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what was what was that year like for you? Honestly, um, that year I, I watched a lot of hockey. Um, I kind of got bit by the injury bug, I'd say. I broke my collarbone twice and had broken my my hand. So it was a tough year uh, to not be playing with with the boys and whatnot. Obviously, a huge year for development and whatnot. So to sit out that for, I'd say the majority of the year um, was definitely tough. But uh, it helped me build a lot of character, and I learned a lot about myself just from being just myself. Mm-hmm. And so, when did you initially break your collarbone? I had broken it the summer before minor midget. Oh, okay. I fell into the boards and I broke it. So I had never broken a bone before, knock on wood, but um, it obviously didn't work. So I uh, went to the hospital, got fixed up, was out for quite a while, but was ready for the season. So tried to take the proper precautions and whatnot and just uh, went into the our Ottawa showcase at the end of August as our exhibition series and felt pretty good. And then... Yeah, season was off. Right, and so how long did it take you to recover from your your collarbone injury? I'd say a couple months. A couple months, okay. Yeah. And then so, and then so you mentioned you broke your your collarbone again. Was that was that right after you came back, or how'd that happen? Yeah, actually, it was kind of an interesting story. Um, we we went to the Toronto Titans early bird tournament, which for anyone who's kind of involved in hockey and minor midget knows that's the first big tournament of the year usually in September. Yeah, a lot of scouts, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a big tournament, so I was pretty excited to get it going. I was uh, kind of more in the like the bottom half of the team based on not really being known, I guess, a lot by down south guys, so I was hoping to, to gain some momentum and come onto the scene, but uh, we were actually playing the Markham Majors, uh, third game of the tournament, and I went into the offensive zone corner and I got a puck, and their defenseman hit me, and I just felt my shoulder collapse. But I ended up kicking the puck up the wall to one of my teammates, and he ended up scoring a goal. So uh, in the celebration, I remember knowing that it was broken, so kind of sallied with the boys and then um, got off the ice and went to North York Regional Hospital, got it set back back into place, and a uh, four-hour ride home was a little rough, but got home and... Uh, had surgery and that was pretty much it for majority of the season for me damn and so after that uh, i mentioned before that is about rough what a four-month recovery for that one i i'd say maybe two to three months probably closer on the, the later end of three based on just getting used to they had put a plate and six screws into my shoulder so uh took some getting used to and took a little more proper i'd say actually took took a lot more cautious approach to it to make sure that I can make a full recovery and uh try to salvage some of the season yeah for sure and then um you broke so you broke your hand as well yeah kind of a freak accident in practice uh first practice back actually and I was out there and I kind of one of our defenders hit me a bit and I like hit me from behind and I fell on the ice during a tip drill and uh yeah I fractured my hand so definitely it was frustrating 
But yeah, I pretty much was a write-off for my minor midget year, but I learned a lot about myself uh, as a person off the ice, and I look back on it as um, a good learning experience that helped me to be who I am today. Right, for sure. And just scenarios like that are, um, are, I guess, why the new OHL U18 draft is so important, because you got, I think it was... um, I think it was Andrew Mangiapane because he wasn't drafted to the OHL. But I remember they asked him about the U18 draft and he thought it was great because, oh, no, wait, no. Was it Mangi? No, I think it was uh, it was Sorelli. Yeah, Anthony Sorelli. Yeah, I think it was Anthony Sorelli. Uh, Mangi wasn't drafted either, though, I don't think. But, yeah, anyway, so Anthony Sorelli was talking about how it's really it's a really cool thing because you, ha- you might have some really good players in minor midget that just go through a slew of injuries in that year and then they don't really get a look. And then, you know, next thing you know, like you got guys coming out of midget and, playing the year of midget, like uh, Matt Vallada of the Sioux Greyhounds. Yeah, absolutely. Great goaltender. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened in his draft. Maybe he just got overlooked, but uh, he ended up going to the like, Kings uh, after playing one year in the OHL, and then you got guys like uh, Andrew Mangiapane, didn't get drafted to the OHL, plays, like, I think it was two, th- two seasons in Barry or maybe even three at the yeah, time. Now he's on the Calgary Flames. Yep, so there you go. Cool, and, eh? Yeah, Sorelli, third-round pick to Tampa Bay. It's crazy how that works. And Anyways, um, circling back to you, did you do you feel like as if you went into your first year of midget with a bit of a chip on your shoulder? No pun intended. Uh, um, I'd actually say that I was I was pretty motivated to to do well, but I think it was a bit of a learning process to get back into playing hockey because I'd taken basically I'd say a year off kind of unwillingly. So just to be able to play play again was really fortunate for me, and um, it was nice just to be a part of. Uh, like a, a new experience I'd say in midget AAA and I had really awesome teammates and they helped me out and I just feel like I grew as a player and a person that year and yeah it just kind of set me out to, to learn more and look forward to more seasons. Right and so that year for you then is not only more enjoyable as you kind of just alluded to but it was also really good for your development in terms of building that confidence and you know because I'm sure you were playing you played power play that year, correct? Uh, a little bit of second unit. I was a younger guy in the team. Um, but yeah, it, it was definitely cool just to learn. I'm a, I'm a 1999 birth, so we were playing with some 1998 births. And uh, they were really great guys. Kind of cool to play with some guys you don't usually play with coming up through minor hockey. So uh, it was really cool to get to know them. And definitely some guys that I keep in touch with and was really happy to play with that year. Mm-hmm. And so after that year, um, you had a pretty good year, if I if I may say, and you ended up getting invited to a couple OHL camps. Yeah, actually, it was really cool. Um, being from Sudbury, didn't really see. Uh, I had a pretty like solid year, but I just didn't see myself getting any opportunities. Like like I wasn't planning on getting any. So to uh, to go to Wolf Spring Camp was really cool. Uh, pretty nerve wracking, obviously, but definitely something that I'll remember. Right. And what's, what's something you take away from that experience? Um, just the high level of talent. Um, I, I went to camp with the 2000 draft age group, I guess. So that would be the 2016 priority selection pick. Yes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just really cool to meet them and just, um, watching them kind of go through their OHL experiences now, kind of see how they've developed and where they are. And yeah, it was really cool to meet some of those guys and uh, some of my other teammates also went to camp with me, so it was really cool to see uh, to see how that that all worked for me, and it was kind of my first taste of checking out how the OHL works from a player perspective, and yeah, I was just really fortunate to get to go. Right, and so you also got invited to Sioux Greyhounds camp that year too. Yeah, I did go to Sioux Greyhounds main camp, 
Again, I went with a couple buddies to that. Really uh, great, like really cool. I'd say uh, really high-end players too as well, just like at the Wolves camp. And yeah, it was an unreal experience just to kind of be around some like high-end guys. So yeah, I really, I really appreciate them giving me that opportunity. And yeah, it was just really cool a couple days in the Sioux. Yeah, <laughs> not, not bad. And so the Sioux, the Sioux Greyhounds had a good team. That you're, or they had some good players. That, they must have like Morgan Frost. Morgan Frost yeah. at the time. Frost, Spears, Sinitian, Kachuk. So it was a pretty loaded team. I wasn't going into it thinking I was going to make the team, but um, really cool to spend a couple of days with them and then uh, go back home with, with kind of that week of development. Mm-hmm. And so that led you into another year of Major Midget Hockey. Yeah, I did. I went back to Major Midget. So I, I was uh, definitely needed to keep developing and just learn uh, – some things and just keep working on my game I'd say and yeah we went back to the nickel caps and kind of just tried to give it my all before seeing where things went right and so um as a result of giving your all uh you ended up winning the national scoring title yeah it was pretty cool actually um I went a lot to it to the coaching staff and the boys I think a lot of the guys on that team were pretty instrumental in that and I give them all the credit of helping me to get to 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 be successful like that i think uh that was definitely one of my favorite years of hockey and we had a lot of fun as a team and so what do you think the biggest difference was between your initial year of midget hockey and your your second year midget where you did really really well point production wise do you think it was a result of your personal play improving was it the fact that you're one of the older guys or uh, a little bit of everything. I think it was a little bit of everything, to be honest. I think I learned a lot from the older guys the year before, and then going into my last year of eligibility in midget, um, we brought in some pretty high-end younger guys as well. And I felt like that I was a more mature player too, and just uh, everything kind of fell into place, you know. And we actually had a lot of team success that year, so that's something that I look at a lot more than an individual award. So it was really cool uh, to play with those guys, and it definitely was an awesome year. Mm-hmm. And so moving on from, from that year, you ended up at Kitchen Rangers main camp this year. So you ended up heading down south for a bit. What, what was that like? Yeah, out, out of Midget, uh, it was cool to go down to Kitchener, uh, go to the Odd. It's, I'd never really known much about the Rangers before um, coming, coming out of uh, camp that year. But going to camp was really cool. Um, once again, another development camp to see some young prospects and um that year I was at spring camp with the 2017 priority selection guys so the 2001 births and um, they had a lot of high-end guys too so again a really cool experience Uh, met some good buddies that some of them I keep in contact with still and yeah I really liked that area actually Kitchener Waterloo was really cool and yeah I went back home and kind of regrouped and had some decisions to make in that sense with where I was going to go and finish up high school and whatnot so yeah and so I heard um I think it was my dad. My dad was telling me a while ago that so my brother had my little brother had a tournament over in Kitchener and they ended up cool. at the Kitchener Rangers rink to watch an OHL game. He was telling me the rink's just gorgeous. Yeah, the odds are really cool rink. Um, definitely a really cool organization and a lot of passionate fans. And I'd go to say that for every Ontario Hockey League team, that you have a lot of passionate fans. And yeah, Kitchener is a cool market where they're able to have a lot of fans and love for that hockey club and was just cool to be around that for a little while yeah and then 
Adam Maskerin would have been at that camp, right? Yeah, that it was the spring camp with Kitchener, oh, okay. so it was more of the younger guys, so a couple 99s, a couple 2000s, and 01, so um, got to learn from guys like Matt Barnaby and uh, Jay McKee, the head coach, so they ran the skates, so it was really cool just to kind of be around them and just kind of see kind of some of their practice schemes and whatnot, and yeah, it's cool. Right, and so you went, you went back to Sudbury, finished up high school, and I'm sure you had a good time. Moving forward from that, you ended up at uh, the Gary Robert, Roberts camp in Aurora, Ontario. What was that like? Because yeah, Gary Roberts, I heard he's like super intense. Yeah, it was actually really cool. I actually uh, moved to Aurora on my 18th birthday. Uh, had a billet family who are awesome to me. I uh, still keep in touch to this day. Awesome kids, you know. A couple of, like mini sticks in the basement and you know we did some art there too um art art in the basement yeah what do you mean by that like like are, are you do you draw or paint? i don't draw but we, we i participated in some stuff, oh okay so. okay <laughs> i wasn't sure you meant by that yeah yeah i played some some nhl as well some chell and mini sticks so just great kids and awesome experience um but yeah it was really cool i was really fortunate to go participate with one of the junior age groups um and I, I met some really good hockey players, and I was really fortunate uh, just to sit back and learn from them, um, especially in that junior group. A lot of them are really uh, solid OHL players and gone on to do some cool stuff. And then every once in a while, you watch the pro skate, um, and obviously unbelievable talents there. But, yeah, it's something uh, I really look back on as a really cool experience, and they have an excellent program there and excellent people involved as well from training to nutritionists to, to chefs to on-ice instruction to dryland instruction. So really, really great program. And that's run out at St. Andrews College, correct? Yeah, St. Andrews right. College. Right, okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm from the area personally, so I know that area decently well. I went to King City Secondary very School. Cool, very cool, Not Not too far from uh, from SAC. But um, what, what do you believe was the biggest thing you took away from the Gary Roberts camp because obviously you know like you said there's a lot of pros around and like you know I'm a big Stammer guy so I'm sure Stammer was there and you know McDavid I think goes there oh yeah just yeah. absolute high-end talents um didn't really get to speak with them too much off the ice they're pretty busy guys but really cool to watch them practice and just watch them skate every day and then the guys I did skate with a lot they were uh, really good to me and just really cool to learn from wasn't the best player there, that's for sure, but um, definitely just being around them uh, was really cool, and just basically learning uh, from being there that you just got to be on, just on the ball every day, and willing to to spend that extra time in the gym, take care of your nutrition, um, just really kind of grow up in that sense where you have, to, no one's going to do the work for you, you have to do the work, and um, yeah, it was just a really cool experience, to be honest. That's sweet. And so, where did you where did you go from there in terms of hockey? Like, did you have did you have a lot of offers coming out of Major Midget? Um, what what went on there? What was the process like? I looked at a couple opportunities. Um, really, kind of explored my opportunities in that sense, and talked to a lot of people, and tried to make a solid decision. Um, obviously, living away in the summer kind of helped me to make the transition easier to move away from home. And I actually decided to sign with the Wellington Dukes in the Ontario Junior Hockey League, which is in Prince Edward County, which is near Belleville, Ontario. Right. Oh, yeah. My grandparents live in that area. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So the Quinty region. So, yeah, at the end of the, the summer, I headed out to Quinty. 
kind of not sure what to expect. Pretty far from Northern Ontario. So uh, I went to camp there, had a really cool experience and had awesome billets too. And yeah, I just kind of went from there. Right. And so what went on with, with Wellington? What was that experience like? Uh, you know what? I think uh, going into camp, I played pretty solid, but at the end of the day, things just didn't really work out and ended up uh, getting dealt to the Kitchener Dutchman. Oh yeah. In the greater Ontario Ontario Junior Hockey League. Was there for not too long in Wellington. I'd say I'd had a cup of coffee there, but the guys were great. Um, Solid organization as well. And uh, yeah, I packed up my stuff pretty quick um, and headed to Kitchener, but you know, that's how it is. It's a business, right? Yeah. Because it is hockey is played and it's lots of fun. Sometimes numbers don't work out and um, Mm -hmm. they obviously did pretty well for themselves that year and I went on to Kitchener and that's how things kind of ended there but really cool place and experience awesome billets again right and so moving moving into your experiences with the with the Kitchener Dutchman of uh of the Goge I'm not too familiar with the team myself I know for example Nick Hag played played a year of there after his minor midget year like, I'm a Steelheads fan so I just like know weird things like that but anyways what was what was that experience like for you in terms of transitioning into junior hockey and um, just really testing your game? And so actually here, let's take a few steps back to when you mentioned how you were traded uh, from Wellington to Kitchener. Because obviously Wellington's in the OJ and Kitchener's in the, the Goge and you know junior A versus junior B. How does, how does that work? Yeah, so going through the process was... Uh was something of a first time learning experience for me obviously just trying to start my junior career so I was basically placed on the waiver wire um, and had a bit of interest here and there but uh, at the end of the day I got assigned to junior B and headed off to Kitchener. Right and so given the fact that you had so much success in your last year in midget and you know you know, national scoring champ, you got invited to Gary Roberts camp and you were the only midget player there at the camp, correct? Um, in, in the junior age group, for sure. I think there was there's younger age groups with obviously very elite talent. But yeah, as a, as a midget player to just go into the junior group, it was really cool because I obviously wasn't the most high-end midget player, I'd say, or just player in my age group. So to learn from players who've been playing junior for that extra couple of years was really cool just to learn just different stages of development at that point for the same age group, you know what I mean? For sure. And so what I was getting to there was um, given the fact you had so much success in midget and you're like, oh, you know, like I got invited to get a Roberts camp and then you go to junior A and you get waived about 10 days in or so, were you kind of surprised because you, you, you may have had like a bit of boosted confidence or do you feel as if you just didn't really let it get to your head too much? I definitely, uh, you know, I think that's hard for any player to go through. I didn't feel like uh, I looked out of place in any sense, but um, decisions were made. And I'm always, like I said, I'm always a person who focuses on the uh, the now rather than the past. And that became the past pretty quick. And we decided to just take the positives away and apply my past experiences of just having kind of tough times. And yeah, I just decided to move forward and we went our separate ways and that was that. Right. Okay. I'm not uh, speaking testament to how I perceive your character or anything when I ask those questions. I'm just asking them because I feel like personally for me, like when you have success, sometimes anybody, sometimes they let it get to their head and then, you know, they get a reality check. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that's kind of what I was getting. I wasn't, I wasn't I, alluding I, I to the think, fact uh, that like you I've, came I've, off as cocky because that's someone, not the case. I've never been someone to think I was, or I guess maybe have egotistical nature in that sense. And I really went in just trying to learn and 
focus on on hockey and making the transition and um yeah you know what it was a tough transition i found and um i really enjoyed the skates though with the guys and got to know the people and uh, they actually made a lot of changes that year and did really well for themselves so i was happy uh, for their success and just looked at it from a developmental perspective like um this is just another bump in the road and i'm ready to get uh, started somewhere else and try to regroup and work from there cool and so and so moving back forward to uh, when we were um where we're at with the kitchener dutchman you found it hard to stay in the lineup and to get those minutes do you want to talk a little about that about that uh yeah i think uh, being a rookie it's always um interesting year in the sense that you're just trying to learn the league and uh, earn ice time and whatnot and uh definitely was doing my best as a player and um we were a pretty good hockey club and had a lot of guys who had been there before and a couple high-end rookies as well. So kind of being in the middle of someone who was more of an offensive player growing up uh, to be in a depth role, um, you got to be pretty physical and good skater. And I was working on playing in a depth role. Um, and um, yeah, I just found myself out of the lineup a lot and um, watching and trying my best to learn and do the little things off the ice, like ask questions. Um, you know, go to the gym, try to stay in shape, do everything right at practice and just learn from the veterans and guys who are having success in the league. And yeah, just treat everyone the best I can and hope for the best in return. Yeah, that's all you can do, really, because, you know, there's obviously times in life where you could do every single thing to the best of your abilities. And but that also doesn't mean that it's going to result in success. Well, success in terms of an outcome. Yeah, obviously, like with Kitchener, yeah. I did. uh I did play quite a bit here and there, and then some games I found myself out of the lineup closer to Christmas as they kind of formulated the fact that they were going to go for a playoff run. So that's just how junior works in general. And, uh, yeah, like I said, there's the business aspect of it as well. And being a guy from out of town, um, I know I tried – I was really hard on myself, and I tried to meet expectations. And whatever role I was put into, I tried to perform to the best of my ability. Right. And so you actually found yourself getting moved to the Elmira Sugar Kings that year. Yeah, actually at Christmas. It was a bit of a suitcase, so <laughs> not, not, a, not, uh, not ideal, but definitely a lot of experiences in a lot of different places. Collect the air miles? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just joking. Anyways, um, so, so was that, what was that transition like for you? Uh, you know, obviously, you know, you started you're from Sudbury. You moved to Aurora. Next thing you know, you go to Wellington, Wellington to Kitchener. Kitcher to Elmira all within the same year. How did you handle around moving so much? And do you feel like it distracted you from hockey? Uh, you know what? I think it was a it was a up and down year kind of for myself as a person. Uh, I had a lot of stuff kind of in the works. And like I said, just moving place to place was uh, can sometimes be stressful and when your family's far away and they're trying to get everything going for you too. And um, yeah, I just really wanted to be successful really, really bad. And you know, I kind of tried to take everything and turn it into positive positive energy and whatnot with stuff. So every time I got moved, I looked at it as kind of a new opportunity and an opportunity to meet new people and form new relationships and just try my best in a different scene. And as, as much as sometimes it was disappointing, because, uh, you know, you form some relationships and they get broken pretty quick, um, I definitely... Uh, met a lot of cool people in my in my stops in a quick year and then uh, heading to Elmira it's not far from the Kitchener Waterloo region and 
uh, absolutely loved it there. Uh, wasn't uh, a guy who played a lot there, especially down the line in the playoff run, but had fantastic billets, were really close to this day, and um, met a lot of great guys, and uh, a lot of guys who were high-level hockey players, and really uh, class acts on and off the ice, I'd say. And just learned a lot from them, and even though I wasn't uh, playing a lot there in practice, I always tried to learn as much as I could, and took their advice on stuff and uh, you know when I was in the lineup and not playing a lot I tried to just be positive and you know support the club and anything that was asked of me I just tried to do to the best of my ability so it was a really big uh, year for me I guess from a growth perspective as a person and I matured a lot from the experience of being a suitcase for a year right yeah (laughs) oh for sure do you feel like it uh it helped you build uh mental toughness absolutely yeah I think uh even with the minor midget stuff and whatnot, I, I really uh, try to turn things from kind of the outside perspective of, wow, like that's just, that's a frustrating year to let's be productive in somewhere else in my aspect of my life. So for example, minor midget, I didn't play a lot, but I applied myself to school and did a couple extra courses to put myself ahead and going into being in Elmira and not playing a lot. I tried my best to learn as much as I could about how an organization works and just getting to know a lot of guys and people um, in the area of Waterloo, Kitchener, Elmira that play hockey and that didn't. And I was really fortunate to meet a lot of wonderful people. And yeah, I made a lot of memories with people that I'll always look back on uh, in my time down there. That's fantastic. That's a really good way to look at it too. Um, obviously, it's it's tough to stay positive in, in a lot of those situations. You know, you when you're doing everything you can, you're away from home, and you know your support system with your family's not exactly around the corner, as many things from Sudbury aren't. But with that being said, you took it as an opportunity, like you said. Like I feel like every team I've asked you about, you say you want. Know I'm gonna take another opportunity, which is great, right? Because one of the things too is, um, in terms of having a growth mindset, building mental toughness is. When you're given a difficult situation, viewing it as an opportunity as opposed to a threat can really help you stay at ease and, and learn a lot from it instead of worrying about, oh, like, why am I here? You know, why, why does this suck? Like, you know, why me? Why me? Why me? Oh, yeah, instead absolutely. of saying, yeah, like, why me? You can just say, you know, yeah, me. Let's take control of the situation. Let's be present. I'm not a perfect human or anything either. There was days where I was uh, really hard on myself or frustrated or negative and you know, over time, you learn just to, to say that's not the way to look at it. And I was really fortunate to have, like I said, my family was really supportive of me. And I had really great teammates um, and a great billet family. And everyone kind of felt for me, I think. And I tried my best to look at it in a positive way. And reflecting on it, I, like I said, I think I really grew up as a, as a person and learned a lot that year. And, and I, you know, as much as I did move around a lot, I had a really a lot of fun memories as well. Right. And so, uh, any of the year with Elmira, um, you found yourself with a new team to start the next season uh, in St. Thomas down towards London. How was that? Yeah, London area was really cool. Um, kind of had a cup of coffee there, to be honest. Wasn't there very long. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, I just wanted to go into a new situation um, and try to establish myself in a different, in a different scene. So, mm-hmm. uh, moved there kind of late August, um, got to meet the guys there. Uh, really cool. They had some really high-end guys being an affiliate of the London Knights. Uh, they, they're a good team and really good people, a great owner, um, good billets. Um, and yeah, I played the exhibition season there. and I stayed for a couple of games and then uh, 
yeah, I just decided to head home after that. And so when you say you decided to go home, what does that mean? Like, did you approach the GM and just explain to him your situation or what was your, what was your mindset like at the time? Uh, honestly, um, I was, I was liking it there, but I wasn't, uh, I was finding myself in a place in my life kind of where I, I really loved the game of hockey and growing up, uh, always loved the game of hockey on and off the ice. And I just felt like maybe it was time for me to have a change and I'd been really interested in going to school. So I was looking into my options and, um, at the end of the day, I made some tough choices, but I decided, uh, that I wanted to, to try and go to school and I had some other interests I was looking to pursue and um, like I said great organization you know I, they handled it really awesome and I packed up and I moved uh, home to Sudbury. Right and so where did you find yourself in terms of going to school because uh, obviously you're taking sports administration now but um, it would have been mid-school year at the time so what did you do? Yeah, I got home kind of late September. Um, not really ideal when you want to start school because yeah. you kind of miss the cutoff date. But I felt like uh, it was the right thing for me to do at that time in my life. And I moved home. I ended up getting a job for a bit just to make some money, keep busy. Kind of planned in the, win- in the winter semester, so in the new year, to start in a BBA for a semester. And then hopefully transfer into the sports administration program at Laurentian if I was fortunate enough to get in through my application. So, uh, yeah, it was a cool time. But I also have always really had a passion for hockey and the management aspect of it. And uh, growing up, my grandfather had a big influence on me. He played for the Detroit Red Wings in the original six era. So we always used to go to hockey as hockey games as a kid. And uh, just my involvement in at the time, I had recently stopped playing and met a lot of guys and whatnot in the game. I just decided I wanted to explore my opportunities on that side of the game. So uh, I actually ended up being an office intern for the Sudbury Wolves. So I split that when I went back in September and met some awesome people. And they really took me in and helped me out with that aspect. That's sweet. And so when did you when did you end up starting Spada Laurentian then? I started this September. So it's my first year at Laurentian University in my hometown. So uh, really fortunate to get into the sports administration program here. And it's been really awesome. I've met a lot of awesome people. Everyone's so helpful. Um, My professors are awesome too. And just a really cool experience to to be back into school. And I'm really loving it so far. Uh, That's great. And as well, obviously, as you mentioned at the beginning, you found yourself in a position where you're a video coordinator for the Sudbury Wolves of the Ontario Hockey League. Yeah, yeah, it's been really cool. Um, My first year doing office interning and whatnot, I I did some away time on ice for the game days. And then in the office, I helped out with articles and um, some projects for the coaching staff and general manager. And I was really lucky. I was mentored by some really cool people that work there. Uh, like who? Uh, well, the one guy who kind of oversaw a lot of my stuff was that year's the director of analytics was Roberto Bagnato, who's now at the Ottawa Senators. And same with the whole coaching staff with the Wolves, head coach Corey Stillman, assistant coach Daryl Moxham. Yeah, those two guys last year were really helpful. And general manager Rob Papineau as well. And yeah, like the office uh, manager, Miranda Swingboyvin. And yeah, they were really key my first year. Another guy too who helped me out during the game day operations. Kind of another guy in sportsman right now is Taylor Lukes. Really cool guy. Uh, really helped me out with that. 
for my first year there. And that's that's all fantastic. And obviously, mentorship's a very important thing, and they can like kind of you know show you the ropes per se. But that being said, so given the fact that you're a video coordinator within the OHL and amongst the youngest ones in the league too, you, yourself only being 20, what kind of things are you learning at such a young age that you feel like are really going to benefit you moving forward? Because you obviously have a very unique experience right now. Yeah, I actually recently came into that role and for my second year in the Ontario Hockey League, it's been really cool. The coaching staff has been awesome. This year we added Zach Startini as assistant. Nah, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Along with him, Corey Stillman, uh, Daryl Moxham, Alain Valleycat, they've really kind of helped me out. Uh, kind of I'm learning a lot from them and they're really excellent guys and obviously great hockey players. So awesome to learn from them. Our training staff has been awesome as well. Just getting to meet them and talk to them on the bus, kind of, kind of, like, kind of starting to meet some of the guys. Obviously, all exceptional hockey players who have worked really hard to get to where they are. So really cool just to watch them play and have some conversations with them. Once again, everyone in management, just everyone involved, has been really supportive and not a big tech guy to be honest. But last couple of weeks, uh, I've really learned a lot. I met. Uh, you know, learned, sorry, learned a lot from the old video coordinator who has helped me tremendously in Max Chasaw, mm-hmm. uh, who is a sportsman grad. Um, and yeah, I've met a lot of cool people on the road so far that uh, have really taught me a lot about what they're what to do properly and about the league in general. And I've only mm-hmm. been doing it for a couple of weeks, so really excited to keep keep it going and right. Um, continue to do hopefully the best job I can for the mm-hmm. club. Okay, and so when you say you're still learning the league and getting to know everybody, are you referring to the fact of learning the culture of the league and how, you know, like like day, game day operations and how people typically communicate and whatnot? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. I think um, the league, like the Ontario Hockey League itself is a really cool league just to, to learn and stuff, and I'm really happy and fortunate to be in a position to learn from everyone involved, like I was saying earlier from all ends of the organization just get to know everyone and really create relationships so that goes for being at home in Sudbury and also going on the road and just ultimately representing the club as best as I can and uh, just putting my head down and learning from everyone involved and like I said really fortunate and um, doing my best to be the best I can be for them right and so video video coordinator let's just like really hone in on that for a second when you go when you go to the rink what is your job as a video coordinator yeah so basically uh we use a a program and what i'll do is the program will run through the computer and during the game i'll cut important plays and whatnot and uh, during periods i'll i'll be able to run it down to the staff and we can look at things and once the process is is completed after the game uh, they're able to watch and make cuts for themselves and rewatch the game and key uh, key moments and plays and whatnot. And uh, as a club, we can look at it and they can show the players and you know coach them and show them what uh, we should be looking to fix and what we're doing well. Mm-hmm. For sure. Do you ever find yourself in a position where a player may come to you and say, "Hey, listen, like you know, do you have a certain video on me doing this?" Because let's say they work, they're trying to work on a specific skill, or not really so far. Uh, for me, my job is mostly to just cut the video, and and I let the coaches coaches go through that with them. Uh, I'm I'm there just to help out and uh, learn from them, and they're there to teach the players and make us a better hockey club. 
So for me, it's just a matter of um, cutting up the plays for them and presenting them with with game tape and um, things that to set them up for uh, success and an easier job when it comes to after the game where they can look through key plays and cut what they like and uh, we can become better as a team. So moving forward, what are, what are your career aspirations in terms of, you know, you want to use your degree and you're getting a lot of experience right now within the OHL and personal experiences as well. Like right now, what do you, like do you have an end goal? Uh, to be honest right now, um, just first year in university like any other kid and just getting used to the schedule and whatnot. And um, like I said, really excited to be in the program um, here at Laurentian. It's been really cool uh, in, in the sense of hockey. I'm just currently right now I'm focused on just uh, doing the best at what I've been assigned to do and that's to be the video coordinator and I'm, I'm really thrilled to have that opportunity and I'm just looking to learn about how everything works from an organizational and league perspective and yeah I'm just like like I, that's all I can really say about that I, I think right now I'm focused on where I am I'm pretty goal oriented as a person and um, obviously over these next four years I hope to gain a vast knowledge uh, of how everything works and just continually learn and make a lot of cool relationships and ultimately just learn the game and work hard for wherever I am and for whatever I'm doing. That's fantastic and so I don't believe I have any more questions for you up to this point. Actually no one thing I want to ask is what do you feel like is the best piece of advice you've ever been given throughout your hockey career? I don't really think there's one piece of advice um, for anyone involved in the game as a player or any other aspect. I think it's just to work hard and uh, find your way and I mean me being 20 I don't have all the answers for you. Um, there's a lot of more respectable and decorated and people in the game are amazing, right? And for me right now and kind of what I'm doing, I'm just doing my best to learn from as many people as I can and have a really open mind and have a really positive attitude about it. Um, it's not every day that someone's able to come in and learn from high-end people in hockey and also quality human beings. So I'm just really fortunate um, to gain input from anyone in the league and to anyone kind of in the business world as well. Um, like I said, here at school, everyone's been really awesome and helping me out from professors to students to, and same at the rink, everyone is really awesome and in the league too. I've, I've gone to a couple of places so far and the people want to see, see myself and others like me be successful and that's really cool to see. Um, and yeah, I'm just putting in the work right now so I tell anyone that just uh, set goals stick to your plans do the little things correct and pay attention to what people are telling you and uh, don't be afraid to fail is a big one. Oh yeah 100%. Um, I've had some ups and downs through playing and learning things absolutely welcome failure because that's how you build on your successes down the line and other than that that's that's kind of what I have to say about that and just have fun with it you know it's important it's important to have fun with what you're doing, but uh, don't lose sight of where you want to go. And make sure to create as many positive relationships as you can when you come into the games. And try to leave yourself as a better person from wherever you are and make them a better people around you too. And just kind of feed off each other. And I think when you're building a culture, that's super important. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's the way I look at success. And obviously, at the end of the day, you want to win hockey games or 
um, be successful at wherever you're doing but it's a process and with things like that you got to make sure that everyone works together or things will, will fall apart rather quickly and when they do fall apart you're, you're able to get back up again and ultimately regroup and uh, learn from what's happened and yeah just get back at it it's fantastic and so with that being said if any of the listeners ever want to reach out to you to learn more about you or to ask you questions about your path and what you're doing how could they do that uh yeah so i actually have a twitter and instagram um my twitter is uh jake burton underscore 61 and uh my inst my instagram is jake burton 61 but yeah like it's just been uh, a cool ride and like i said hopefully it's just the start of it and i'm pretty i'm, I'm pretty new to this and pretty young in the league so i'm just open to learning and really happy to be with the Sudbury Wolves, my hometown team. So happy to continue to learn from everyone who's been absolutely great to me in the rink and at school and in other aspects of my life uh, that I'm that I'm currently um, participating in. So yeah, just uh, it's exciting times uh, to be to be here. And um, yeah, I'm hoping for the best for everything. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for coming on today appreciate it taylor thank you very much for having me on i'm looking forward to staying in touch with you as you continue your path into uh the hockey business yeah absolutely look forward to keeping in touch with you and seeing uh yourself grow as a person and see where you go as well yeah thank you jake i really appreciate that awesome thanks So this has been episode three of the Mental Dive podcast. I would like to thank Jake Burton once again for coming on the show and just overall helping out and being a great guy. With this being said, I, as always, do appreciate a follow on Instagram with my handle being at TGS underscore mental performance. Coming up in the, in the next few weeks, I will be dropping more podcasts, one with Rayside Balfour Canadians forward Ben Hadanaka as well as current youth sports swimmer Ethan Harrison. Both of them were excellent to interview, and they both had some really unique experiences that I'm really looking forward to sharing it with everybody here. So this being said, everybody have a great rest of your day, and I'm looking forward to speaking with you sometime soon. Thanks. This has been Mental Dive with Taylor Staden.